Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. to you live from the villa copenhagen jason how are you oh the villa that's the what is is that a better hotel than we stayed at last time much yeah yeah much <laughs> much yeah i people are like oh you staying there i'm like no 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 i'm not i'm not, okay, I'm not. Okay, good uh but yes yeah, so I'm, I'm here um it is a hotbed of scandinavian influencers so the lobby which is beautiful looks kind of like a, a backstage area and and these chicks come out 7 a.m. full hair makeup mm. blowout mm. look look on ready to create content and i have to say it's kind of inspiring <laughs> what exactly has it inspired you to do when you see not, these uh, <laughs> uh not these, me these nordic models just, <laughs> walking around what has it inspired you to do first of all first of all i want to be very clear they're not models they other, are other than beat your shit and beat is spelled <laughs> B A E T. <laughs> no, no, no. I do. I do love a nice beat. Uh, no, the in a salad. And no, no I just mean different. the the Go commitment. Ahead. The commitment to like a look. Like I just don't have that in me. Like I, I I'm gonna no. put on some jeans and a t-shirt. And I, I obviously it's the it's the way they make money. So it's it's different. But just like the fact that they have used a curling iron, a blow dryer, and mm. and a straightener before the sun is up just feels crazy unless you're Kathy Lee Gifford on morning TV. You know what I mean? I, I agree with that. But, you know, this is sort of their version of, you know, like the forklift operator or the ditch digger. Like, hey, man, I, I, I've been up, you know, moving pallets <laughs> with the, yeah, no, with this right. truck since, since sun up. It's the same kind of vibe, right? It's definitely. Except one of them has better food. Actually, one of them has no food. That's yeah. That could be <laughs> depending on who you're talking to. That could be better. Um, mm -hmm. But no, it's it's been uh, the the weather's actually been pretty. It's cold, it's chilly, but it's not raining. So mm -hmm. that's a that's a victory. Okay, good. Have you been eating some bread and butter and a little bit of cheese for breakfast? I actually I had that for lunch today. I tried to resist, but it's just too good, man. It's too good. I think it's it's unavoidable. It really is. When in Rome, do as the Romans do, and when you are in Copenhagen, you really do have to just eat buttered cheese bread it's, for it's breakfast so every good. morning because everyone else there does that every single morning and their obesity rate and obesity it's is funny. also spelled in a fun way <laughs> well it's funny it's you <laughs> say that because i was talking to my buddy daniel who has this brand called another aspect and i was talking to him today and i'm like yeah i fucking had one of those things i had the bun and cheese and butter today I'm like you motherfuckers have those every day and he was like not not every day <laughs> he wanted to make it he wanted to make it clear that that maybe the the sheen has worn off if you grew up here you know mm, which which i it. think i think makes sense got it okay that makes sense but yeah man um well speaking of food i just wanted to plug i have a new food writing piece that you guys should go read i wrote a review of horses and uh, you should go read it. It's on tastecooking.com is the website. 
there's some cool some cool animated artwork that was created and you know everyone go read it give it a share like and subscribe etc etc like and subscribe etc etc yeah the artwork is really something uh i feel like it really it's 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 reaching <laughs> had to get new, the cyber truck in there you know what new, i'm saying new heights um i wanted to to ask you if you've kind of looked into having one of these transmitters put in your brain like you know elon just a did ne- it. a Neuralink. a Neuralink. are you i mean you're a tesla household um you know you're mm-hmm. i just it doesn't seem far off from something that you might be interested in if it was offered to you free of charge of course well i i think that's that's what i wonder about it because it, it sort of has a little bit of the vibe when you would see maybe more so back in the day not so much nowadays where people who may be down on their luck financially could you know there's the donating blood there's the donating semen but then there would be other sure, people sure. who would be like, <laughs> sure. "I will. You can test your experimental drugs on my on my useless body. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it if it works, great. If it, if I die, then you know, like, not a huge loss for society. Mm-hmm. It kind of has that vibe. Like, do you is is Elon giving bans to people who are potentially killing themselves? Oh, I don't think. Or Elon are people lining to up that. to volunteer? This? I was gonna hundred percent. I was gonna say. I think that Elon devotees are lining up and giving their body away to his flawed science is is my my guess but do but do they know that i mean because he's sort of talked about it himself he's he, he's not saying like i invented this shit it works perfectly it's sick as hell we're gonna start doing it he's been a little like you know there will be some you know break a couple eggs to make an omelet kind of thing we're gonna have to test it out like he knows that like motherfuckers are gonna die and he's okay with that. But are there people out there who are like kind of like a kamikaze suicide mission? Like, please, Elon, take my body in the name of science. I'm going to be a hero. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if I bought, <laughs> if I ever wore a SpaceX hoodie, then maybe I'm willing to die for Elon's mm-hmm. n- new experiment is the feeling I'm getting. I'm going to need compensation. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't think there's any, I think it's going, I think you get free surgery. You know what I mean? It's like if Dr. Miami gets you to a sponsored post, there ain't no money exchange. You just get the free surgery. And I think that that, <laughs> that might be enough for, I think that could be enough. You should be so lucky. I think that could be enough for some people. I really do. I really do. It, it, it's really blowing my mind though. Cause I think that like what the car is one thing. Cause you know, he let people die with the car. You know, he was like, yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to <laughs> break some eggs to make this omelet. Yeah. But, all, but that's every car though, you know? Yeah. But not one that it's different when it drives itself. The, the, it's, it's very different because, yeah, sure. because it feels like if I die, cause the airbag mal- malfunctions, like mm-hmm. I caused the wreck at least. You just fucked up on the airbag, you know? Right, right, right. I was the one who was drinking and driving. Exactly. Not Elon. Exactly. Now, now it's everybody's fault. Mm-hmm. No, that's true. I don't know. It's it's a real revolution though. Are you or are when are you you're not going to be back in time for the the Grammys this year, are you? No, unfortunately I'm not. No, unfortunately I'm not. I mean, I hopefully I'll be able to I mean there's no way I'll be able to watch it even because I can't stay up that late with the time difference. Oh right, right. Damn, that sucks. Is this gonna be your first international Grammy snub? I feel like I've missed something before, but maybe not the Grammy's my favorite of all of these since I don't watch film and, or television. I mean I'll watch oh, it. those are your favorites. They're my it's my favorites. And I can't wait to see her perform for the fourteenth year in a row. 
No one knows the songs. Her and the Foo Fighters are going to get up there and tear down the oh, stage. Yes, yeah, that's just a guess. That's just, that's merely a guess. That's yeah. Merely a guess. I saw that like Joni Mitchell is performing. Like it's going to be a real fucking. I mean, I, hootenanny. I love Joni Mitchell, but Joni Mitchell's 126 years old. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how. Yeah, sure. Oh, well, you know, in other music news, I've been getting some texts about something that I think is very interesting, Jason. Okay. And one of those texts was from, from you. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Lacey, uh, who's, who's most famous for that, the band, the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they have like a giant hit song called sweater weather, which I've heard, but I, I thought it would, I, it, for the amount of plays it has, I thought I'd know every word mm-hmm. kind of situation. Sure. Um, but he showed up in San Fernando Valley on the bill, one of six with a new hardcore band called Valley. I think it's Valley girls, Valley girls. And People didn't know. I guess. I guess there had been rumors, and there was like a demo that came out, and no one knew who was in the band. And then he showed up, and the hardcore community is up in arms. <laughs> yeah. And what I said to you is, like, first of all, this guy is this. You don't get into hardcore at thirty six. It, it's. It, it. You just don't. This guy's definitely been listening to hardcore for a long time. He's got hand tattoos for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. You know. But. It, I, I'm sure it's led to some funny jokes, and luckily he's very rich, so I'm sure those roll right off his back. But I think I think Machine Gun Kelly might get into hardcore when he turns 36. I mean, if if, if and he has face. If tats. anyone would, it could be him. But I think he thinks Blink 182 is hardcore. I think he's already hit the the <laughs> level for him. They're badass. I love all the reporting on it though. Like I like I googled it after a few people sent it to me, and like there's a Stereo Gum post about it. And I'm like, damn, this is crazy that this hardcore show in a fucking VFW hall in the Valley for 150 people is is making national hardcore news. Yeah, I guess it makes me proud as a as a hardcore old to see us having a global impact and <laughs> and <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. mothering on various hardcore blogs. But I don't know. I don't know. I, like I was telling you before, my barbershop, they're they're all friends with the people who do that venue. And they all go there all the time and go to shows and stuff. So it's going to be a real, it's going to be, it's going to be like when LeBron walks into the barber shop, when I go in there tomorrow and be like, oh, I know y'all seen this video and they're going to be uh, like, hell yeah, fool. <laughs> oh, buddy. And everyone's going to be like, you know, that one gay fool that was playing that turnstile shit. Nah, fool. It's going to be like that. That's going to be good for you. I mean, this is, I love that your barbershop talk revolves around a hardcore band versus kind of like, you know. Versus like Conor McGregor this weekend. <laughs> yeah, it's just hey, y'all watching the fight or uh, what's My up? My barbershop talks talks about watches, gay shit, and like hate breed. I got a haircut today in Copenhagen from uh, they they felt Armenian culturally, to be honest with you. And I I could have been Turkish maybe over there. Yeah, maybe Turkish. That meant yeah. I I was, but I didn't have any. It was cash only, and I didn't have any cash because this is a city where like nothing is cash only. So a so a city. I felt embarrassed, and then they were like, "We'll cut no, get the haircut, and then you can go get cash." And I was like, "Is this a trick? <laughs> like, are these guys gonna kidnap me for three hundred bucks or what? Not three hundred bucks, but whatever, you know, or fifty Danish kroner." And they they did allow me. They they gave me the haircut and then trusted me to come back and pay them. And that's the that's the Danish difference. You know, try that in a small town. Try that in a big town. That would never in New York City. They'd be like, "Nah, leave your phone, leave your wallet, leave your keys." Leave your daughter. Leave your baby. Leave, yeah. leave your <laughs> leave your black Air Force Ones. Yeah, please. If you don't leave the A1s, we can't trust you to kind of go out and, and hit the ATM. Um, there's, there's a TV show that I feel like I want you to watch. It's called In the Know. It's the guy, uh, Mike Judge, who did 
Silicon Valley and Beavis and Butthead and a bunch of other stuff. It's sort of oh, you know, I'm a big Beavis and Butthead guy, so they can bring <laughs> okay, good. It and it's sort of a, a parody on NPR culture. I think it's a little heavy-handed in in satirizing it. It's like gets a little exhausting, but it is funny and well done. It's sort of like a, a day in the life of like a local NPR kind of affiliate station. Okay, that sounds funny. Ira Glass wait, 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 God. Wait, hold on. Is it? animated and it's all animated yeah. oh. which which i know you're not gonna like that's tough bro I don't but it, it, it it's done well and it looks really good it's not cartoony it, it, it's sort of like photorealistic claymation but it's probably okay computer generated okay it looks cool though i'll check out your little program what? it's not my little program it was i couldn't walk it's to me it's not bingeable because it's a little it, it requires a lot and it's a little heavy-handed but it's funny which streamer is presenting this oh babe it's on peacock I don't, you know, I got you got a login or or what's really good because I actually do have a login. Okay, I'm I'm thinking about it. Hold on, <laughs> I noticed. Okay, we have a guest today, uh, Sam Fergozo. Uh, you know him from his uh, very popular podcast, Talk Easy. But I'm just looking now. He he was a guest on Solicited Advice with Allison Roman, and you know who hasn't been on that, Jason? Me or you? Did, I find that very interesting. I, that makes perfect sense to me. I don't really see any <laughs> situation where Allison Roman would want us to be on her podcast where we could risk fucking up her money. You know what I mean? She's got a lot of tin fish to sell upstate, and we are not helping her with that. You know that's what I mean? true. That's true. I okay. All right. Well, let's let's get. We're we're only gonna create toxic Apple podcast comments we're we're gonna get a lot of get her a lot more one stars than she had before that's true she doesn't she doesn't need us i was just my feelings were hurt um all right let's yeah, uh that's fine let, let's give sam a jingle how long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at better help jason better help you know the summer travel season is coming up luckily my better help therapist also fancies themselves bit of a travel agent so for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions we were spent off obviously off clock going through you know hotels ferries <laughs> car rentals restaurant recommendations it's as if i have two wives i have two wives inside of me and uh yeah <laughs> sure sure yeah so uh it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists you get one that you really like you guys are gossiping. You guys are chit-chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting <laughs> therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash long today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash long. Nice. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know, hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with 
considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code How Long, all one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got Raf on the nut. <laughs> dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Okay, so um, so Sam, obviously you have a a, a similar sort of mid-level podcast to us <laughs> you guys you have much bigger guests but every time i go to a cool exclusive celebrity party you are the only other mid-level podcaster there so i think Good point Good we point. should use this hour as fellow star fuckers to sort of share our strategies and help grow stronger together what do you think i i mean that's that's why i said yes to coming on <laughs> Obviously. Mm. What a good description. Because we, we both get to the same place with two very different methods. <laughs> Do we get to the same place? I feel like you guys go other places. Well, I mean, not every single time, but every time I go to a party where I'm like, damn, my big ass should not be in this room. Like, Oh, you mean parties. I thought you meant inside the interview. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about <laughs> no, the interview. No. We, we never go to any similar place during the interview. We don't care about the interview. <laughs> That's not what we're worried about. Yeah, you, you talk to fucking Tom Hanks and Willem Dafoe, and, and right. you know I'm talking about a pasta with, that has a slur in it. Um, but I'm talking about when we go to parties, and I'm like yes, at yes, a, yes, a yes. cool, hip party. Yes. Everyone's wearing tuxedos and shit. I'm, I feel out of place, and then you always walk in fashionably late, and and you know every single person there. Chris, you look very good in a tuxedo. I mean, Jason, you you do too. But I saw, I was like, God, it really. I need to get something like that. I I'm not quite there. Hey, hey I'm on a pod. I'm on a podcast budget. I don't. I <laughs> I don't own any any tuxedos. Those tuxedos are loaned to me by my dear family at Tom Brown. Thank you guys so much for that. I mean, I should good job. owning a tuxedo is a part of uh, I believe being a man. Um, right. But and I I think maybe at 41, this is the first time in my life where I might get my money back on it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's actually like I could wear this three times a year. Yeah. No, I, no, no I, and I know what you're saying I'm still a boy. None. I'm still a boy. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> no, I th I think you can. I think you could. I think you could. Do I think it. we can all get a free tuxedo somehow, some way with our yeah, with our smooth voices. But can, can Will can Will Welch help us out or something? Or yeah, he'll get you a tuxedo. It's gonna be snakeskin though, so I hope yeah, you're okay with that. It's not gonna be something <laughs> you can wear to a funeral. It's chrome heart snakeskin. It's kind. Of, I mean, he he looks good in it. I don't know how it would look on you. Um, you and, know? and speaking of us wearing suits and tuxedos somebody just yesterday sent me an instagram message saying that segue with with the most utmost respect you look like the the rat in 2006 animated film Rush, flushed away are you familiar with that film sam not at all <laughs> well, what is that it's a 2006 animated adventure comedy film directed by sam fell and david bowers blah 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 it's about an uptown rat that gets flushed down the toilet from his penthouse apartment <laughs> and ends up in the sewers of London where he has to learn a whole new different way of life. So it's it's like and a rat I look like a tall It's like a rat like down it. and out. I got it. Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a rats to riches tale. Or oh. riches to rats tale. Great stuff. Yeah, you like that shit? 
We clown in this. They, they should re-release it w- with that tagline. That's great. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> That's great. I did. I've I've never heard of. This. I had never heard of flushed away until just yesterday, and I was at first insulted <laughs> when somebody says every time you dr- dress up uh, nicely in a suit, you look like uh, an animated rat. But I saw the animated rat, slender, tall, kind of characteristically handsome, good looks for for a rat. I take it as a as a compliment. Not not to deviate too far from the rat, but. At these parties, <laughs> I, 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 I've been curious because sometimes I'll listen to the show and, and in the beginning, the two of you will do your like post-party analysis. Like basically, the, the analysis you would do on the ride home with your friend mm-hmm. if you were going to the same We're location in LA. We, we, we go to swingers yeah, afterwards and get a tuna melt and we chat. Who, yeah. Did you see Natasha Leone? When the sun's rising, you know. <laughs> which, which, which one is Vince Vaughn? <laughs> um, yeah, good question. Great but question. I do, I do feel like you guys have, um, like, uh, the two of you go, but the, the return or the analysis often feels like two people that are like, unwilling participants like you guys go but you like you, you have a lot of complaints yeah you're not really sure why you went yeah i know why i know why i went and i complain about everything so it doesn't matter good bad nice well we, we go because we get paid to complain about it and <laughs> nobody wants to be like you. hey man i went to this a-list party how was it it was cool there was free champagne and i met a lot of celebrities okay what do you want to talk about next <laughs> You got to talk about the bad shit. I love to hear who gets strays in those opening. <laughs> I, hey, look, hey, in look. Those op- I, opening I, bits. Do you have any examples of your favorite strays? I, I I heard Chris giving some some Quinta Brunson hate <laughs> that I didn't love. Uh, uh, no, no, I actually no. I was some shade. That's actually not true. I'm a Quinta. Sam, do you remember what he said about our queen mother? I'm a Quinta fan for the record. Okay, I, I don't know. It was from the W Magazine party. Now everyone listening is just like these people, man. No, I mean I I'm a I'm a Quinta. I'm, I'm a here. Quinta I'm here to defend Quinta. I'm a my Quinta wife head. watches. Abbott Elementary, not so much for me, but you know, Quinta's cool. She's one of my favorite four eleven mothers. <laughs> she is small. You think that's funny, Sam? Not cool. <laughs> honesty is not a stray, Sam. Honesty is honesty, <laughs> and that's kind of you know. I, I understand where there could be some confusion. Right, right. That that's that's kind of your brand. But okay. yeah, how, but honestly, my I did want a, a a real answer to my sort of joke question, where Chris and I have sort of elbowed our way into this world through a few connections and here and there and people want to invite us to these events because they like the way that we talk about them in a in a frank manner but you as a sort of sweetie pie Mm. who knows everyone and comes in and doesn't have a bad thing to say about anyone is that is that sort of your method of of gaining access to these worlds that where we don't deserve to be in i would say i'm, I'm trying to give like do i give a serious answer to a silly question but i i, yeah, I yes you do that's the whole point <laughs> yes of course uh and i will um i one i have plenty of bad things to say what, what are we talking about okay I just try to i try to not say i'm on mic who gets to hear those things sam look you you guys if you we, we can go get i know chris doesn't drink but we can go get a drink and we'll do it okay. but I don't. I actually don't have any like. I mean, I'm 29. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't really. I didn't come from this world. My dad's like a teacher from Chicago. My mom was a lawyer in Chicago. Like, I didn't come from this. So it was. I started as a film critic. You got it out the mud. Yeah, I don't know. It just. It just kind of. You started as a film critic. You said. Yeah, back in the day. Okay. Where was this? Where was this criticism available to read? Unfortunately, in way too many places. <laughs> Um, that, that that is still available now. I see. Your team hasn't scrubbed it yet. <laughs> yeah, you 
UTA hasn't figured that out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how it all happened, but I think maybe if parties are kind of like if the more you go, the more you're invited. Mm-hmm, and if true. you don't le- if you don't leave your house, then you don't really know what's happening. But I think you two actually get invited. I'm kind of like the oh, he's like good to bring along. Okay. Oh, uh, so you're a plus one. I'm not always a plus one, but okay. I say like fifty fifty. I'm a plus one. For in sure. our okay. defense, in our defense, Jason and I also come from a a more party yeah centric background. You guys know all than those people. film criticism. I would say. I mean, uh, not you don't know Roger 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 Ebert and Can? <laughs> Are you kidding? But whenever whenever I go to a a <laughs> A W magazine party filled with actors. There's only one fellow nightlife DJ, and it's the guy who's DJing. And it's you, and then half the room are actors that you've already interviewed before. So, yeah, you belong more so, perhaps, or people who I haven't, and then I get propositioned. Oh, really? Sexually or to interview them? I mean, def. I would have. The latter would have been great. Like, why haven't you interviewed me yet, dumbass? I'm famous as I'm more famous than Sarah Silverman. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or Rami Youssef. <laughs> Not Jason looking at the website on the podcast right now. Yeah, I have a better voice archive. than Arlo Parks. Why haven't you mm. talked to me yet? Oh, not Arlo Parks. Jesus. Uh, oh. Well, I okay. Look, I I, I think that, I think that the I I think that you maybe maybe it's because the show is becoming a rite of passage. You know, and if you're not on that list as an actor, no matter yeah. how many accolades you have, you feel a little left out from the from the inner circle. But you got you you two must have so many people that you're buddies with that go like, all right. When's it happening? Like that must happen uh, all the time. Just Emil. Emil's the only <laughs> one, really. No, the only time if it's if it's someone that we're legitimately friends with and they have something going on, you know, like something coming out. That's no one's just being like, "Come on, dude, please." Like no one does that. But also, our podcast is a little bit more of a potential minefield in terms of saying something that they might regret in yeah on the record. Oh yeah. Whereas no. when you have Kumail over, you're not gonna like make fun of his hgh addiction or anything uh, right? uh, um i i didn't and i don't know about that but um <laughs> of course i i got you're not gonna tell judd apatow to stop doing stand-up it's funny because i know exactly where he is on the website because those episodes are right next to each other in the archive i know i know you're not gonna tell nick kroll how'd you get your wife she's too hot for you stuff like that uh, I, I play I play basketball with him, so actually I have asked that question. That's, a good <laughs> that, that's good. I love Nick Kroll. I love Nick. <laughs> yeah, Kroll, one of the greats. One By the, the way, I I received hours of media training before coming here today, so I mean I'm <laughs> I'm ready to go. Well, that that sort of is an interesting thing um, about it, where we do have sort of those different aspects of coming into it, and I think that the interesting part about way, the way we pod and the way you pod is. We, we do no research before a guest appears on our show, and one could argue you might do too much, and I think the sweet spot <laughs> is somewhere in the middle. So how exactly, how, how, like, have you ever done an, an, an interview or a podcast just with no, no safety net, just like um, I, going into it? I like that the person who hasn't done research is like, <laughs> I think the person that has has done too much. I, I agree. That's a crazy stray you just caught. I wouldn't say that. I think yeah. it's just a different well, style. That's all. Yeah, That's all. I, I, look, I love what you guys do, um, <laughs> but I, I'm ju- I'm just not one. There's two of you. Yeah, that's so a very good point. If I had like my own, you know, Chris Black alongside, 
Maybe I would go in less prepared. Sam, make make me an offer I can't refuse, sweetheart. We can see what we can. We can <laughs> there's see, there's see no can. there's no wrong way to get there. There's, it's just two different <laughs> methods. One way is not the right no, or wrong way. Talk House has a stranglehold on you, Chris. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I. I <laughs> it's it's like we're we're cooking and you're baking. You know what I mean. We're able to be a little more free flowing, whereas you have to sort of measure things down to the gram, nah. and, and which is a thing that I respect and I enjoy. Nah, I don't think. So. I mean, that's a that actually is a good analogy. But I like cooking and I don't like baking, so I can't mm, go. With interesting. It. So you're feeling offended? <laughs> no, no. I do a lot of research. It's true. It, I mean, it, honestly, it's because I'm I'm just a. I I don't know. I think there's so many fucking podcasts. Mm-hmm. That my feeling is I don't want to waste people's time. And I don't I I want the tape to have some kind of story to it. And I want there to be some kind of three act structure. Mm. And that's just how I like to do interviews. But as someone who likes how long gone, this is great too. Like there's just different kinds. It's different, you know, it's just liking curb your enthusiasm and liking Sopranos. Doesn't mean mm. I can't actually those are both. So really. you're the Sopranos? Interesting. I mean, Sopranos is really funny too. So I don't know. <laughs> it's actually low key super funny. People don't talk I about mean, it. That was let's so say funny. it's it's like it's like enjoying uh, Joe Rogan or no. Ira Glass. You know, uh, y- you're, you're the Joe you're Rogan. You're up in here right? going, yeah, definitely. Act one. I in this case, I would rather be Joe Rogan than Ira Glass. If I if a gun to, gun to my head, at least Joe <laughs> yeah. Rogan. I mean, can swing a you're kettlebell. You're making it sound like the show is like Act One. The male Nanjiani works out a lot. <laughs> Act two. He stars in Marvel. Uh, this was sort of a long-winded way for me to get you to say Act One in the Ira Glass voice. So thank you for getting clean tape of that. Oh, I, I, I have Kumail, that. If Kumail, but like if Kumail came on How Long Gone, it would be an hour of working out only. That's all I want to talk about because I think it's so wild the the way that he has done that. I, I and he still looks pretty great. I would love to hear that. I mean, I I I am a very like uh, yeah, I'm a pretty obsessive researched I, a prepared person i feel more comfortable that way yeah, yeah. to the point where i came here ready with questions for you oh. if you if you if the tape went bad and this went south i had something to save us okay well we can get into some of your it. questions for act two or maybe they can just be peppered <laughs> in throughout the show we'll ne- we never know what's going to happen the act the act one two three does does let me know that you're a film buff and that, that I, I which do. I know you don't like. I know you don't like films that much, Chris. No, no, I don't. But I also understand <laughs> that it's a very important art form that people are dedicated to. The same way I like music. Like I, I don't, I don't care to watch them, but I respect it as a thing. And I totally understand why people go line up to see a seventy millimeter print of some shit at midnight. I mean, they're dorks, but I understand why they do it. <laughs> I have a here's one thing. I'm because I really kind of met you both at the um. The El Rey show mm-hmm. that you two did. No, actually, we we, I, we met originally at the On Air Fest. On Air Fest. When you... Oh, right, right, right. And I was that, hosting. In Brooklyn, yeah. where you hosted that. that was, yeah. Oh, must have been nice. I bet you got paid for that. Uh, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, <laughs> you got paid in granola bars just like we did. <laughs> yeah, they gave and you... some they local gave IPAs. They, they get, they, I, 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 I received a free Stitcher account. That's great. Um, <laughs> Stitcher Premium. Let's go. Can't put a price on Stitcher Premium. Yeah, no, it was only the three month trial too. (laughs) Decided. By the way, decidedly they have they have put a price on it. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, No, but I was wondering because you two don't really do this together in person. Do you? Do you? You two really like doing 
virtual interviews, which which I find mm. like why is that? You don't you don't do you, do you two not like doing it in person as much? <laughs> Whenever Chris and I are in the same city, we'll do the one on one Monday episodes. Right in the same room together, or if we're traveling, doing shows, then we'll I'll go to his. Hotel but not room. with the guests. Not with the but guests. Yeah, I used I used to be, and I'll let you talk, Chris. I'm sorry for no, no, stepping, no. but I used to podcast before only in the room. The thought of doing a Zoom virtual call or podcast was an asinine thought to me. And then when COVID came, I I began to love the idea of it because you could say things to people that you might not be able to say to them when they're looking you right in the eye. At least constantly insulting them or secretly behind their back saying jokes about them or whatever it is. And then also, I think of podcasts as a thing that I do. I listen to a podcast passively while I'm doing something else. So I'm never in the room with them. Mm. So I feel like you, you get you, I get to record the way that I like to listen to a podcast, if that makes sense. I like that. I, I, but I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I good. think it also, that's just like how we started because we were in different places so and i also in the pandemic right the, yeah but the real key is that people will agree to do it because there's a it's a very low ask of right. them yeah. you know like no hair and makeup roll over put in your airpods and like turn on the computer is a lot better than meet me at the studio here's the here's the parking validation code when you leave yeah. and it, you're describing our process yeah I know. no for sure <laughs> but i know that's i also think i mean i've done stuff like that before we're gonna, take, we're gonna have an hour-long photo shoot after the podcast as well we try to keep that to 10 minutes it's but it's fun <laughs> to do that though especially if you i mean if it's like a like real celebrity they're used to doing shit that way. They they would probably yeah. have a harder time doing it our way. Like Tom Hanks is like, yeah, I'll go. To, my driver will take me to the studio. Tom Hanks, you guys, you two having Tom Hanks on would be really incredible. I actually think he would enjoy it. I I I really do. I agree, Sam. I do think as well that that Tom Hanks should do How Long Gone. Korea World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard, the New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on Korean classics. Recipes include giant short ribs, whole fried smash, rockfish, and pineapple kimchi fried rice. I'm sad I didn't get to name the foods and you did. <laughs> Korea World is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food. Available wherever books are sold. No, I think he would, and he would do it virtually because he loves doing podcasts, and he has a mic, and he would do a Zoom with you. He'll talk to anyone. <laughs> I mean, I, he was very good at talking on Zoom when right when co when oh, he announced yeah. that COVID oh, yeah. happened. Oh, I forgot he was. The, I forgot oh he was God. patient zero from his green screen Australian tr the COVID bunker. mascot. Yeah, the COVID mascot. I totally forgot. I totally. <laughs> for, I mean, I forget about COVID every day, but I I really forgot about him <laughs> being the the. Actually, I saw somebody. I saw somebody tweet today about. Can I throw away my my fake vax card at U.S. government? I'm like, damn, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's thinking about that still? Chris, how many fake vax cards did you have? 
Actually, no, no. I I was uh, unfortunately fully vaccinated, and I, it caused me a lot of problems. And <laughs> I'm here to, to here to tell the tale. What, what kind? Of, yeah, what, Chris what? suffers from long vax. I was able to. I could have gotten. I had several friends dealing fake vax cards, mm. but I from I your can't. music from your music days. No, no. These are just like low lives. RG degenerate <laughs> friends. Yeah. Why do you need something, Sam? You, yeah, what we, do you need? Just blink twice if you need something, bro. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, uh, I, I did know several people who were were selling them and buying them for that wow. matter. Uh, they were but moving, yeah, but no, I. What was so? What happened to you? What What's the traumatic? Oh no, I, that's a that's a joke. The traumatic gyms were closed for a year and a half. Oh, the the joke the joke is that it made people into even more like bigger dorks than they were before. <laughs> that's all. It revealed. I will say, COVID revealed a lot of people's true colors, and I think that was the it did. The obviously a lot of people died. That's bad, but the true colors mm -hmm. of the you know always mask vibe that is still continuing Tough. is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the tragedy mm -hmm. of it is like, I don't know if we've actually reckoned with that in any real way, and I think it's gonna like keep playing out. But the social part of it, when we came back to the world, I'm sure. Did you did you two have people that were like, yeah, you know. I actually kind of like staying at home. Oh, that's the, that's the worst. <laughs> and I was like, wow, was I worst. can't believe we were friends for so long. That's <laughs> yeah, no, insane. That's you just, insane. You just told me you were a loser without telling me you're a loser. God, no, it's uh, to me, it's not a loser. To me, it's like you've just you've you haven't given up on life. It's just life has become so punishingly difficult and so punishingly easy to just stay at home. Where everything's comfortable, no one's gonna hurt your feelings, no one's gonna kill you. It's clean, it's nice. Mm. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And after spending two years inside of your house doing that, I, I mean, I'm a social person. I go out every day, but I understand. I feel the pull of wanting to go home. No, it's so unhealthy, though. I, it, it doesn't. That's insane. Like that. That's just as bad as going out every night. Of course. I mean, that's it's it's Black Mirror shit. It's just everyone's gonna be plugged into their rascal toilet bluetooth thingy and then you just watch a, s a continuous feed of it's the vibe of you know bum fights and have postmates delivered it's to you. the vibe of i have a cooler in my sofa is 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 the same is the is, is like <laughs> where it's just like sometimes a little bit of inconvenience is good i think for our development as human beings Be best to right. be inconvenienced yeah it's unfortunate that blockbuster is gone like back in the day, that that was good. You needed to go to the store. You needed to pick seven movies, and five of them are horrendous. You don't read reviews about. You just that was a good thing. Okay, money bag, seven movies. Christ on a cracker. He's a film buff. Just kidding, but I know what you mean. But when when I'm when I watch a film on on Peacock <laughs> and it's bad, I'm like, eh, whatever. I change it and I, I put something else on. But when you get in your car with your family, screaming, crying, you go. Find a parking spot, go Oof. into Blockbuster, pick out the movie, pay for it, blah, blah, blah. You're going to sit down and you're going to watch that fucking movie. Screaming and crying. Wow. And, and it might make you appreciate one. Just nailed my childhood there. Just unbelievable stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. How, how's, that, how's that green juice, Jason? Oh, my AG1? It's wonderful. Yep. I mix. Um, Where do you get that from? Well, I get it for free, as every podcaster gets AG1 for free. You, you, still, dr you still drink that, even though they don't sponsor the show? <laughs> That's crazy. I drink it every morning. Well, I mix it because it helps mask the uh, the collagen that I put in. You know what I'm talking about? No. Uh, the vital vital collagen. Chris knows what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. Sa My Sam's bovine powder. 
Sam's 29 years old and he's got hair touching his shoulders. He ain't worried about his his collagen yet. Okay. Well, preventative. Do you have any joint issues, Sam? How is your bone density? My bone density is pretty good. I have an infrared uh, 300 thing right here. That's right next to me. For I play basketball. Infrared 300. It's, what's that? You just like it's for apparently it's good for bone stuff. I play basketball like three times a week. So, but what like literally what is uh, infrared? 300? It's like a light. It's like a light that you. Adjust. Yeah, it's a red light. A red light, and it, it's apparently good for. Oh, recovery it's just a light. It's, for, it's, so it's not like a face mask or anything like that. You can put it. It's okay to put on your face for like ten minutes. I think it's. It's good okay. Skin, it's but, okay to put on your face. Okay. So I think it's okay. I'm gonna use some red light therapy today, just like you. Are you? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got. You do like that contrast therapy at pause? No, I got the sauna right here, bro. Oh my god. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, are you are you a pause guy, Sam? I'm also a pause guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pause. Do you absolutely. have a membership though? Did you give into their scam or do you pay a la carte? <laughs> I you know, I don't have a membership to pause. I don't have a membership to Air One, even though I live close to both of them. I, I just Okay, Sam, we have some similarities. I, I unfortunately I do have a membership to Air One. <laughs> The pause membership is a bridge. And too you far. guys probably live by different Erewhon's. I'm guessing you're Silver Lake and Chris is WeHo. No, no, that's no. He lives in WeHo. No, I, no. Slay Mama. Because it because Erewhon and pause, there's only one place that both yeah. of those things exist in such close proximity. Yeah. Pause. Pause feels a little, and, and this isn't saying much, but it feels a little upmarket for Silver Lake. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> wow. By the way, by, by, by the way, by the way, Chris, half of your listeners right now. The other half are in Bedsty, the other half are in Silver Lake, and they have just Yeah, and they and they, they drive to West Hollywood <laughs> to get their sauna on. That's fine. No, no, no. They they like it. It's the same reason like when, when we look at our podcast um Analytics. regional demographics, the the top three cities are Brooklyn, New York, and Los Angeles. So it's the same thing as like the LA, it's like Silver Lake and Los Angeles. You know what I mean? What's the racial breakdown? <laughs> of your listeners <laughs> we don't have that we don't have that kind of data sam actually honestly i wish we could get i know that our our gender is like 60 40 male female with a one percent non-binary you've i know that you've famously been saying this for a long time on on twitter and stuff but how much you want to figure out the racial demographics i don't know why you're so keen on that but <laughs> it's like it's basically your hillary's emails or or hunter's emails where are the racial demos? <laughs> they're never going to do that. I th no, I mean, they know that somewhere, but they're not going to let yeah, us know. Yeah, of course. It. Oh, they definitely know it. They definitely know it. Elk knows it. Uh, <laughs> Tim Cook knows it. Actually, I, Stitcher I, Premium knows it. Stitcher does not know a whole lot. Um, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's good to do a podcast where you can make audio jokes and get laughs. Well, uh, the, no one listening is laughing, just me and Jason. So No, well, there's every everyone who's on the insider of the podcast world is, listens to our pod. So I think there's we get a lot of DMs from people on the inside throwing us a chuckle that they can't publicly do. You know what I mean? That's your whole that the whole base is inside. I feel like that's the whole thing. I remember when the show came out in the pandemic, there were like a bunch of people writing articles. Mm -hmm. And every article was like, "Why do people like this podcast?" And it's like they try to discover the mystery. Oh, I know. Uh, oh, I just know. two buddies having a good time. Like Nick Qua did an investigative <laughs> study into, it and they he started asking people, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't know. It just just sounds like it's 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 for smart people who like dumb stuff." Mm -hmm. And all my cool friends who are part of the Dime Square community listen to it. it's like what. Is this? 
The New York Times wrote an article. I I, I was so confused. Well, I think it's it's just simply because people might not want to publicly admit that they listen to us, and that's just what it boils down to. And you two saying, are good hangs. That's it. You two are good. No, hangs. but people that's think. I think people. Th- I think most people think that podcasts should like in make them smarter like they're listening to like i listen to the daily every day so i know what's going on in ukraine you know instead of i don't of, know if like, that makes you smarter it definitely doesn't it definitely right, doesn't, well, but, it, just like or when they want to biohack or wh- something, when you know you're I mean? like hey hey sam what are your top 10 favorite r- releases of the year you're going to use that as an opportunity to show the world how smart, esoteric, and interesting and obscure your tastes are. <laughs> and you're not going to be like, new fucking Doja Cat is slapping. I love the fart song by Ice Spice and Boy Genius Rule. You know, like you're going to say some like jazz reissue from 76. So your bros can be like sick. Same thing with the podcasting. Nobody. Like Joe Rogan is never going to be on any list ever. We're never going to be on any I, I, NPR. I, I, I'm not either, list. by the way. No, you're on there. Come on. Almost, almost. No, no, no. Honestly, almost never. Honestly, almost never. Bummer. And I, I, I think also just it's the interview stuff. I was, was going to ask you guys, how do you two feel about the, the fall of of Pitchfork a little bit? <laughs> We've talked about it a lot, actually. Have, did I miss that? Have you talked about it at all? I haven't talked about it, but I'm curious. But you two, you two know so much about that. Well, uh, <laughs> I mean. I know too much probably, but I, <laughs> I I think that I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And I think like whatever the new version is will probably be just as good. I, I don't think that like, I, I just don't, I think the way that people take every business decision as like the end of something feels a little extreme to me is, is my, it's, not, main, it's like, not the end then. Yeah. I don't think it's the end. Then. No, it's not the end. And that's, I think it'll just be, it'll just be different. You know, it, it's and tough. Like, I mean, I, you know, to bring it back, like when I started, when I was like a fledgling film critic, I was an intern at the dissolve that that mm. pitchfork had that film mm-hmm. site that they had mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. dissolved quickly didn't it it sure did and and it w- what was striking is like they they hired the best people like scott tobias keith phipps like they got murderers <laughs> they're great people and they're talented I, li- I like that you mentioned sure. i like you mentioned these legends that sound like guys that i've never heard of i'll just say <laughs> they're, that they're all they're they're all gainfully employed and and very smart talented filmmakers the point was okay. it didn't it didn't matter. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The site ended in a year and a half. It dissolved, as Jason said, in a year and a half. As a, as a film critic, sorry to interrupt. How gainfully employed can one be in twenty twenty four as as a film critic? I think some of them pay for their kids' colleges at. at oh, at I, I believe that. I bet there's ten yeah. guys that make real yeah. bread doing that. Yeah, you know? it's it's made a little more. But it's it's hard. It's hard out there. It's why I stopped. I was like twenty or twenty one. I was like, yeah, this is. It's a wrap. What what was what was your beat? What was, or was it just I was, do, I was doing some interviews. I was doing interviews and I but I also okay. did reviews and I just didn't see it. You know that scene in Inside Lewin Davis where it's like F. Murray Abraham's like I don't see a lot of money here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, well look I just I just I saw that, it. I looked in the mirror, I was like, It's it's not happening. That's good. It's not happening. Yeah, that's good that you realize that because some people don't understand that their passions can't pay the bills and then run it into the ground and kind of bottom out, which is not great. Yeah, actually this this is something that I was talking about at um I was at my brother's house watching the football game on Sunday and I was talking to a couple people who mentioned a uh, friend of the show, How to Dress Well, Tom Krell, and he he had a, a theory that he was sort of floating that independent music and musicianship should sort of transform 
into the state of being a hobby versus a viable career path. And mm. if you want, like, you can go on tour, you could release records, you can have, you know, play some shows and do, you could be a, a musician, but it's, it's, a, it's a hobby now. It's not a viable path to make a living. And you should have, do that on the weekends while you have your real job Monday through Friday. I'd say the same is true of podcasting. I mean, especially podcasting. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this takes way less skill. I would say <laughs> to Tom, though, it's like this is this is like when we had that argument about who was it that was like complaining about having to not go on her tour because it didn't sell. Oh, uh, that's a lot of people. Mm. It was a big thing. She wrote like a big post about it, and everybody was like, "Yeah, I forgot who it was now." And I tried to Google it, and it's but anyway, to... the the but but the point is, uh, to me, it's every business is if you're good at it, you can make money. Like that's the thing. If 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 you're good, like. Doja Cat ain't worried. You know what I mean? Like Ariana Grande ain't worried. It, I understand the middle class is different, mm. but like, were you ever making that much money as a middle? You know what I mean? Like, was it ever really that viable mm -hmm. as like an indie artist? I don't. I don't know. Maybe it was in the nineties. And I'm not saying that that's that Tom thinks that this is what should happen. It, he was more just saying like it's a thing. It's a thing. It's an option. It's an option. Maybe that he predicts the way things are going well i kind of i kind of feel like that would be the the sort of situation where as soon as you do that then your career explodes because you like approach it differently you know without a without an overarching sense of desperation yeah without being like if if this doesn't work for me i don't know what i will do it, but, but the the thing is and this is with everything now everybody thinks they're owed a job in whatever industry that they choose you know and mm. I, I just yeah th that's what i find so hard to to understand is like we don't need any of this shit. That like anything we're into, we don't need. We're not doctors. We're not frontline workers. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like it, it's not important. You're not owed this by like big corporations or or society or whatever. It's just mm. it, it blows my we're, mind. We're icing on the cake. Yeah, yeah. When the going gets tough, you're gonna eat the cake even if it's not ice. <laughs> like I love do I love doing it. But if this didn't, if if my career didn't work out, I would have to go do something else. And I don't know if I would blame anyone but myself. No, they would let you keep the GQ newsletter thing you do. That's right. Yeah, even <laughs> when I when I start polishing floors down at the jail, they're gonna let me. Well, look, lucky. Me. I mean, if if you work with J Crew, you know, if you if you walk down the street without clothes on, you'll be arrested. So it's not a utility, but it is. It is that a necess necessity. You, you two, you you do work with J Crew, right? Is that is that right? I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I do. All right. And it's I I love it, but I'm just I I know that nothing. I, I guess what I'm trying to say, I just don't. It's specifically with creative pursuits it, not it, it's not really with anything else because no one else thinks like that right. because i think people if if you think you are born to be a musician or born to be this or that you can't compute a world without it which is unfortunate and it sucks but like mm -hmm. that ain't anybody's fault yeah i don't think anyone's born to be anything i agree uh, they think that i think you're <laughs> i think you're born and then your job is to try to apply or find meaning and hopefully you can find that, but I don't, I, I, I don't know. Maybe because I, I mean, I thought I was born to be an NBA basketball player. Mm -hmm. Obviously, genetically, I, I don't have anyone on either the white or the Mexican side over six feet. Mm -hmm. It was never, mm. never going to happen. Que lastima. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad we covered this part on the How Long Gone pod. <laughs> so you so you're saying that you yeah, I think sports is something though. The reason sports is different is because it's physical and there's just mm. things that like 
who are you going to blame God that you're not six, six? <laughs> like I sure. I mean, Oh, I tried. I tried. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. But there's, I mean, like the writers and photographers, like there's the, the really, really successful ones have a, have a thing that you can't teach. And that is sort of inherently in yes. them and they're able to get it out of them. I, I, luckily, I, I believe all you need is a piece of paper. And George a Saunders has something or a Joel Meyer was taking a photo. Totally. I, I don't know what that is. I still don't think George was born in like, I don't know, Amarillo, Texas. I don't think he woke up and was like, yep, gotta, gotta start putting out these short story collections. I, I think he found it. <laughs> I think he found it. I think he found it in college. No, I, think I know you he do did. Find, I think you do find it. I agree. I totally, I totally Most agree. Most people are just not willing to do the work of finding it, I guess, or they're, I think it's you just a scary thing. Stop scary. at like the, at the word mm. work. I think. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you could call doing mushrooms work, I I, I think we, we need less pod. I think we need less podcasts, less less of all of it. Honestly, we need okay. less of all. Of it. I, I would agree, and you know who doesn't agree is our friends over at Sirius XM, who just gave a hundred million dollars to <laughs> Smartless. Yes, um, and that's that's money that's out of that's getting taken out of our fucking pockets. Yeah, you know? we could we could we would have done that for. Five million dollars. We would have. Oh, yeah. Switch over to serious. When you when you two saw that news, just who called each other? Like who called the other one first? <laughs> this has happened so with with that this happened a lot with that show in particular. This is the second hundred million dollar deal yeah, exactly. that these millionaires yes, have got exactly. since but we've Jason, been doing a podcast. When they put the when they put the the show out, Jason sent it to me and was like. This is really tough to watch because this is exactly what we would do if we were rich. Right? Their 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 TV show, their HBO show. Oh, yeah. I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't I'm do. Not a, I'm not white. a hater of the podcast, but that that documentary was truly awful. Uh, well, you know, you know, they donate a lot of their money that they make. Really? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they don't. They're not. <laughs> they donated to the Donald Trump golf course every Sunday at about three fifteen. That's really. That's really. But funny. I mean, I'm, we only talk shit because we are supremely jealous. And yeah, for sure. I hope to be in that position one day as well. Of course, because Chris and I feel as if we do the same exact thing that they do, except they make hundreds of millions of dollars because they have huge guests on. And we have you. No offense, but you know, <laughs> no, you're no, no President Biden. I don't think it's about the. I don't think it's about the guests at all. I think it's because they're already very famous. Like that has way more to do with it than who. I wouldn't call them to. very famous. You, you think their career that they had for 25 plus years, all three of them collectively, those guys have been on some of those popular television shows ever created. I would argue on on the graded scale, none of them are a list. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, actually, I want to say, Jason, I'm I'm a little offended because. That's Bateman big of did you. call me. I just said no to coming on. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think they're a list. But when you get three, <laughs> not today, big fella, not today. That you know, that's pretty good. I mean, that's better than what most people got. There's also, th you know, you two can't be too hard on yourselves. There are three of them. Yeah, like, you need maybe one yeah, more. Make it even more not, complicated. No, I've never. I'm proud to say I've never listened to it. That makes so much I, sense. That makes so much sense that you haven't heard it. I don't it. think I, mean, I will. It really is the same exact show as ours. They do all of it remotely over Zoom, and it's. It's basically three guys making fun of a gay guy for an hour, and then you, <sighs> you know, you say like, you know, Rosario Dawson, you're such a rock star, <laughs> and then let's go pay some bills. Oh man, <laughs> when you when you think about it, Jason, all podcasts are basically just yeah. that. You know, I, I mean, our, ours is the most similar, but they're all kind of like that. Yeah, I mean, Sam. I mean, speaking of that, I feel like every week we are reading news about podcast networks shuffling, unions, layoffs, things closing down. How have you been able to avoid this uh, mm. so far as well? 
I would say that we haven't been unaffected by it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. It has hit almost every show I know. Yeah. That, that for, it, it's hit almost every show by people who do it for a living. Um, I'm not really sure there's anyone that's like unspared outside of smartless. I feel like the people who are unspared are the people who don't have teams. Yeah. Or one, I mean, this is not 100% across the board, but I feel like the people who are affected the most are the people who have large payrolls of, right. of employees doing lots of jobs and the ones that sort of are independent and it's just a few people or maybe just one person is able to survive, which is sort of parallel to many other career paths failing and succeeding in the in the rural, rest of the I, world. I mean, I don't know how like inside baseball we want to get, but I think what's happening in podcasting is not dissimilar to what we saw in film and TV last year. There was an overcorrection and there was a there was an overspending that happened in the pandemic where people were at home and all they could do was watch Netflix or listen to How Long Gone or Talk Easy or any any of the podcasts that they like. The ad the ad stuff was up. People spent Yeah. I, I think it will come back around, but there were too many shows. There were too many TV shows. Mm-hmm. There are too many podcasts. It, 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 I want people to have jobs, but I mean, too many books. If the uh, I'm not gonna, you know, the <laughs> the the, 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 pu- the publishing world is struggling enough. We we don't need to we don't need to bash them. Too many restaurants. I mean, any of these creative fields where we all realize. I mean, I guess it, it, there's an overspending on the creative arts where nobody wants to have a regular job. I want to make a lot of money doing a cool job and we just don't have very many cool jobs chris what do you think chris you're you're sitting there pensively oh he's he's been reading in. his emails the entire time he doesn't know what <laughs> yeah I, what, I, what, you, I, what is I, this i i figured as much so I, I was, i'm trying to bring him back in <laughs> no 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 i i'm i i think that the it, this is just what happens it's just like pitch for like this is what happens things things bloat and they contract things bloat and they contract and that's just what happens like you can look at history and see that like Obviously, some of it is more severe than others, but like we have too much stuff. Jason's right, though. No one wants a job. Like, no one wants a regular job. Everybody thinks they're creative. Everybody thinks they should be able to do what they love for a living. And that's, I think that's part of the problem. How do you feel about the three of us all sounding like Clint Eastwood and Gran Torino right now? <laughs> oh, I, I, I've never seen that. So tell me what it sounds like. I mean, you can imagine Clint Eastwood. We all sound like we need men. To go back to manual labor, we need men to do real jobs. We need. I mean, look, I'm not going to go back to. I'm not. No, no, I don't think anyone should stop being creative. But I, I think that the. I think that the like when you look at why things happen, there are reasons why things happen. You know, it's like people over. You know, it's like people overestimate and overspend on something, and they yeah. have to. They have to pull it back, and like there's going to be some casualties. Of that. Great film, by the way, Sam. A lot of great slurs on that one. Interesting you picked that one. There's this one favorite <laughs> line where he goes, Rustle me up some of that good <laughs> food. It's, it's, it's a, what a great tale. But this is what I, I wanted to talk about how sort of gatekeeping affects this, where mm. we, we hit it with, with, with music first, where like, why do I need a, a record label? I have GarageBand on my computer. Ugh. I make it in my bedroom, I record it, and I upload it to Spotify. I book all my own tours. You know, I don't. I make my own merch. There's like, there's like nine people who are good enough to do that. Okay, well, hold, hold on. Mm-hmm. And it, it's starting to happen with film as well, where you don't have to go through the traditional system. Little things can come through, and obviously with podcasting, anyone can do it. 
Somebody told me today, I just released a, a restaurant review of horses today, and somebody... I read it this morning. Thank you. I, I didn't say it was good. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for clicking through. We love a click No, through. it was good. It was good. I liked it. <laughs> and somebody was like, I was thinking, they're like, hey, what? it would be great if you, if like the LA Times or like the New York Times had reviews like this with like, yes. it's not just so sterile and like, I wish you were, you worked for the Times. And it was weird for me to think that, like, if I became the food editor for the LA Times, the most prestigious job in this state for food writing, it would be a a, a downgrade in pay from anyone with a Substack. Mm. Well, they would also be able to write what you wrote this morning. Like, that just wasn't gonna, that's not going to happen. Potentially, I know they they, yeah, mean, they just they would just edit it and they would they yeah. would they would push you in a whole bunch of directions you don't want right i have to reread the first three paragraphs but there's something in there it's like no chance there's a lot of offensive stuff in there but yeah the leo common i mean there's no way <laughs> there's no way well newspapers no way. newspapers more than anything else like are pretty serious about their voice across right. the you, entire jason jason know. would have to write mr dicaprio but right. is is that what's killing them no that's not what's killing them i don't it's just you can get the news for free on the internet that's what's <laughs> killing them it ain't it, it no no like no it is not about the contents the, the it don't well, matter it's not about the content but it's, it's how the content's being delivered to you you know do i want to read the washington post or do i want to hear a comedian who's smart also Tell me about this article in a way that I like to listen to. Have the person I'm not talking about myself. Wait, have the person who has paid for a subscription. Yeah. To give the TLDR on the pod about yeah. it. Yeah. And I'll put ads behind that. Someone someone's paying for it somewhere. Yeah. I, I always think about this. Like, did we make a mistake? And this is like it goes back to the music conversation. And I you two have a lot more knowledge on this. I don't know. I just feel like giving things away for free, not a great business. Not a great business, and I think we're—I think you're seeing it in podcasting. Speak for yourself, Chief. <laughs> <clears throat> but don't you give it away for free? Yeah, don't I ever? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, obviously, there's. I'm just not sure it's a good. Yes, yes, the show is for free. It's not tiered. It's not behind a paywall. The archives are there. There's 400 episodes. Mm -hmm. But I do think the model is is challenging, and I think when the ad when the ad market goes up and down as it does and it does mm -hmm. this is what happens is like when it's down and you don't have you know you guys have a lot of good merch stuff and you have your it seems like you you figured it out a supplemental thing but it's hard for most at dj weddings to do that that's right why don't they hire you to dj that like the w mag party that's what i would like uh it's a lot of inter inter public <laughs> inter public is that your friend chris inter publishinary uh he's a good friend of ours uh and you know, people get grandfathered in, friends of friends. Oh, by, by the way, listener, that was a bridge too far for Chris. Everything else. No, no, no. I was, <laughs> everything else is bad. That's a, that's a good, I good was point. doing one of your style laughs where you move the mic away. <laughs> where you create an animated visual laugh that is inaudible for our listener. <laughs> right, for the audio medium that we're working I would I, right. I would love to DJ those types of things, but I'm a little, I got a little dirt under my nails compared to some other people for those types of events. I'm, I'm not going to... No no idea what that means. It, it means no someone's going to drive the car. You don't, you don't shower <laughs> or something? Or? Metaphorically speaking, I shower daily. They, you know, for those types of events with those types of crowds... We want somebody to drive the car yeah. 65 miles an hour down the freeway. 
Right. And, you know, and I'm getting a little squirrely. I'm running reds. I'm doing things. You're going, you're going 85. You're going 85. I'm going 85. I'm taking a risk that you. might not pay off and that we can afford that. And also, I'm not um, hot, old, and or hot, young, and famous. Well, I'd say you're one of those. I would say the music at those, <laughs> at those parties doesn't actually matter. Is, is no, kind of doesn't. the reality. Like I don't. And think your any, friend, yeah. your friend did a fine job. Any uh, people are only there to see each other and talk to each other. And if there's a Dua Lipa song or there's <laughs> some weird Jason shit, that's fine. It, yeah, it nobody's don't. nobody's dancing. Regardless, you're there for I, media moments. I, I did a little dancing, but okay. So, but to bring it back, Chris, do you think I'm off on that? Like the the free model? I, I no, feel no, like you're definitely right. It no, was I mean, passed we, down from music, which you two. But we've I been, we've been, part of we've been can, most. I mean. I pay for everything. I'm happy to pay. It doesn't bother me at right. all. But we're, I think we were conditioned for a very long time that it should be free. Wait, when and has when has music ever been free though? I mean, I, I I still think, and I'm not against it. But well, one, the go back to the Ross Wire, Lime Wire days, um, which which were which were a joy. Okay. Yeah. Well, when has when has music ever been free legally? Yeah. We've been able to pirate every art form. I can go film a movie with a camcorder in the theater, but you know. I'm just saying, when people are like, "Man, I can't believe Spotify may cost thirteen dollars instead of ten, and you have the history of music (laughs) essentially at your fingertips," (laughs) and and I used to go spend nineteen dollars on one CD at Best Buy. Dude, I got, and I, if I lose it, it's gone forever. I got a I got a red eye from Blue Bottle that cost nine fifty yesterday. <laughs> what are we talking about? I got a red eye from Blue Bottle. Hey, Chris. Um, Chris pays. <laughs> 50 bucks a month and pause memberships. I mean, what are we saying? Uh, it's nothing. No, but people do. People think that, you know, people want to pay for experiences and like listening to music or, but also people don't have a problem paying for. What kind of girl is that, Chris? Streaming <laughs> television. No one has a problem paying for streaming television. No one right. talks about that the same way as they talk about music. Well, th- th- this is a theory that I've been, I was floating when we did a show in San Francisco last week about. Everyone complains about the internet needing regulation and, you know, the government has to step in to fix the problems with how algorithms are ruining our lives and our brains are rotting because of all this shit and TikTok and Instagram and all that shit. If we are going to have this advertisement model, if everything is going to have to have ads against it to pay for everything, why not make every ad good? Why not regulate advertising, not in like a humanitarian way or like an offensive or you know make sure nobody gets offended but just simply like the joke that i made was take all the people who were laid off at pitchfork and make them review ads yeah on a numerical system if it gets you know a 7.0 or higher this ad will be able to be aired you both you both would make bank if that was the case right i mean you don't you two do that kind of work i actually i i absolutely hate people talking about advertisements like it's art it makes me insane like super bowl commercial shit makes me crazy <laughs> it's like get a get a life like, i i can't talk about that. a pepsi I ad love you're talking about a pepsi ad like it matters yeah like yeah it's either good or bad there's nothing to dissect well i think they 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 talk about it like that because here's a thing that we all have to consume endure whether we yeah. like it or not whether it's good or bad so i'm just saying like what if it was just enjoyable you know like we all have to go to the dentist and one day someone's like here's laughing gas and you're like okay this is enjoyable yeah i think ads are you only really should notice when it's bad a good one is like okay that was inoffensive i moved on yeah that's true we're good maybe maybe there's a funny and the super bowl ones i think are about like larry david doing a crypto (laughs) 
Sam Bankman Freed had. I, I think that's more about seeing him do that, which was bizarre. But this is my point about some, uh, something like that. It's like, what is there to talk about? He did it for the money, and that's it. it that's it. It's like Larry David did it, yeah, yeah, it was fine. for money. It's like, I don't care if it's funny. He didn't know that Sam Bankman Freed was swindling no billions idea. of dollars. He had no idea. He had, how would he, how would he, he know He wasn't that? on that plane. He wasn't on that plane either. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Not Larry. <laughs> Oh man! Uh, oh Larry! Yeah, I was gonna say your your last episode where you and a friend were talking about Oscar nominations and snubs and things like that. It was nice to oh, hear. Oh, my you. close personal friend Wesley Morris. That's right, Wesley. But it it was nice to hear you talk in a bros chatting kind of way instead of <laughs> interviewing Willem Dafoe in a very serious manner. So I I like to see this side of you coming out. That's all. <laughs> the range. Wait, can I? Can I ask some some questions before we leave? Yeah, yeah, we'll give you five minutes. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm just. Kidding. You can ask two and a half questions. Jason, you um, is it? So I, I'm curious because you taught Zach Efron how to DJ on uh, "We Are Your Friends," right? That's right. Yeah. And and so I just was like, when you were doing like training gym sessions with Zach Efron for the Iron Claw, like how was that? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I my results weren't quite as good as his, unfortunately, but I was having to kind of focus on his form and kind of what he was doing. So I wasn't able to get the lifts in in the same way. Well, the claw did perform better at the box office than the DJ movie. Yeah. I mean, I perform better than the DJ movie at the box office. So I haven't released the film. <laughs> okay. Here's a real question. Do you two, <laughs> sorry, do you two, okay, do you two want to be fathers? And and if so, at what point would you introduce your kids to the podcast? Like when they turn thirteen, we'd be like, "Here's Goodfellas, here's Kid A, and here's our podcast with Chris Ryan." Uh, no and never, Chris Ryan. No and never. That's that's a good, let me just let me just lay it out for you real. No quick. and never. Next question, long hair. Next question. <laughs> you thought you you thought you had one, didn't you? You thought you had one. Well, th this is something that I've thought about more than Chris, but not enough to have a kid. You feel like a dad, Jason. You feel like a dad to me. No, people tell me that a lot. I give, I am giving daddy vibes in more ways than one. No, not daddy. Yeah. Dad. Let's be yeah, clear. Yeah. Not daddy. Actually, decidedly <laughs> not daddy. <laughs> yeah. Don't put those no, words in nowhere his mouth, Nowhere near Jason. daddy. Drop that Y. This daddy splits the check <laughs> just like that. You know what I, I mean? Thought, I thought you said your wife does better than you. Why isn't she just covering? Great question. <laughs> no, no. I, I know that based on the sauna right next to you. <laughs> we, we bought that together as a, as a Christmas present to each other. But I've thought about, I mean, jokingly, but there is a little hint, tinge of truth to it. Mm. The more you podcast and the more people have parasocial relationships with you. Yeah. And more thousands and thousands of people listen and send you messages and like that. I kind of feel like I don't need kids because I have a lot of kids all over the world. There are a lot of 17-year-old straight white guys who look to me for guidance. And is it better to help one little TJ or a thousand TJs who are already born who I don't have to pay for their fucking wow. orthodontist appointments or mm. anything like that? I don't mm. have to... Teach them about the birds and the bees. You think of your podcast listeners as kind of surrogate children? No, not so much, but I'm saying that scratches my my itch. There's no way Chris does. There's <laughs> no way Chris does. No, no, God, no. I try not to think about children at all if I can. Uh, <laughs> but anyway. a younger me would think about like it. It seems exciting to take all the knowledge that I have about the world, 
bestow it to my seed and then see how far they can get with the head start because Chris and I didn't really get head starts in terms of cultural information being passed down onto us. We had to sort of discover everything ourselves on our own. Mm. And now that I'm an adult, it would, it seems like a fun experiment to tell a three-year-old here's life and how to live it in every single way. Take off. But the ultimate mansplaining. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with having hundreds of thousands of those young people all over the world listening to McDonald's commercials <laughs> and making me money instead of costing me money. Um, my last question. And this is actually okay, this is gonna be a serious one. Because the two of you put so much of your lives in this show, how much of your life is spent living in a kind of um like you're always sort of thinking about the tape. Mm-hmm. How much are you able to like live in an actual moment and be present, or is there always a part of the both of you going like, "Oh, this is going to this is going to be good on the show." Actually, and in fact, we're going to do more things or different things so that we have it for material on the show. Like, is it hard to be in the moment when you have to like put your life on this pod? Uh, <laughs> Chris, this is the most serious thing asked today. No, somewhat, but also like I I just don't. Good question. I, yeah, no, no, it's a good question. I I somewhat, but also. We do things to specifically talk about, but like not every, you know, my life isn't that. Like going to see Joe Rogan do stand up or going to see Tim Dillon, like we do things specifically to talk about it. <laughs> and that's oh. different to me than like the minutiae of the everyday, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Right. We have the privilege of having everything we do being a, a business expense or write off. And I mean that literally as well as, you know, spiritually, mm-hmm. but I'm able to live in the present due to THC gummies. And also like if something cool happens in real life, I just pull up my notes app. I write down a one word sentence that will remind me of this. Mm. And then I forget about it until it's time to do a podcast again, which is three times a week. So it's that cadence sort of keeps everything going where you don't have to like go back and like remember what happened. But I think it's a blessing to be able to get paid and make a living talking about dumb little things that happen to you throughout your day. Well, you know, honestly, thank you for coming on the show. (laughs) No, thank you. Thank you, Sam. It It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. And I hope you make it to the NBA one day. Dead ass. Yeah. Who's um, who's who who are you taking for uh, the Oscars? Best picture, actress and actor. Oppenheimer. But what I think is going to win Let's let's do not not who you want to win, who will win. I think it's going to be Oppenheimer for best picture. Best actor I think it's going to be Giamatti. Mm-hmm. And then actress, I don't know. I think Lily Gladstone. Okay. Lily Gladstone. Or it could it could it could be Emma Stone. Mm, it could be Emma Stone. Yeah, that makes sense. Is that your closing question, Jason? <laughs> I guess it is. <laughs> I mean, we can't do this forever. I know it's so fun. <laughs> but at, at a certain point I do have to edit this. Okay. And release it to the internet. <laughs> Well, uh, Chris, good luck. Good luck in Fashion Week. I hope you, you, you don't want to get driver to, I get waiting. To, oh, I get to go to a Ghani activation right now. Let me run to the door. Uh, no, no idea what that is, but we need to stop with act. We need to stop with activations. I'm I'm out. Don't do I'm that. Out that's that's a portion of Jason's income. We can't take. Look, that away. do you think people should stay at home or go to activations? Which one is it, Sam? I don't get it. God, talk about middle ground. I hope there's something in between. Those yeah, two. Uh, let's let's all hope. Fingers crossed. Well, nobody can afford to do anything unless a brand pays for it. So for now, it <laughs> will point. be an activation. That's Sorry. the that's the real bottom line. And you know what? To bring us full circle, 
we're, the three of us are open to all invitations to any kind of party. That's true. And, uh, we, we will take them. Activation or otherwise. That's true. Sam will go to the op- opening of an envelope. Thank you for joining us, Sam. Appreciate you both. Job bless. <laughs> all right, we found it.